Welcome in. It's Beeless Daily from the Spectrum Healthcare Partner Studios across the MBR radio network, making it happen on a Friday morning. We'll be replaying the Unified Basketball Championship between Hamden Academy and Westbrook starting in late in the uh, 10 o'clock hour. Actually, we'll start that in the uh, in the second quarter of, uh, of today's show. Right now, however, we've got some local stuff to cover because, you know, Coach Wing had, had mentioned it last week. It's a, it's a golden time for college athletics in Maine all of a sudden. The University of Maine women's basketball team uh, makes it to the Division One tournament. Maybe someday we can say the same about the men, but I won't get started on that right now. Um, and then the Bowdoin women's basketball team makes it to the uh, the national uh, championship game for the Division Three uh, Division Three finals, and the uh, the Colby hockey team, Colby men's hockey team, is on quite a run here. They're unbeaten in nine straight contests. They're going to face perennial title contender Saint Norbert. You know, good old Saint Norbert, uh, old Norbies. Uh, they'll be taking them on uh, tonight at Herb Brooks Arena in Lake Placid, New York. That'll be happening at 6.30 tonight. Travis Barrett from CentralMaine.com is out there with the team, and uh, he's out covering stuff. Had a great article on Jack Kelly, uh, the uh, the man who oversaw more uh, the, the uh, Colby men's hockey program, and we talked to Mr. Barrett now. Travis, welcome back to the uh, welcome back to the program. How were things? How how was the trip? Any 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 uh, fun any fun stories from the trip? Uh, no, you know it, it was a long trip. Um, it was it's about a six and a half hour drive. Um, some of that is some time spent on the ferry boat. The hardest part about it is um, like as you're driving across northern New Hampshire and Vermont, there's essentially zero cell service. So it's about the loneliest six and a half hour drive you can make. <laughs> You know, I hadn't really thought of that, but you're one hundred percent right. You're one hundred yeah, I've I've driven out to uh we like to go to a place out in Vermont. Um and uh as soon as you get to Vermont, it's like what happened here? Like it's the yeah. land that time forgot. Pretty somewhere. sure there are people yeah. living here, but the, I don't know the, where. I, I see people, it's like I don't I, I, you don't see a lot of cows on their smartphones out there. You really you just don't. It's amazing. No, it, I mean it's a it's absolutely beautiful drive, oh, but God, yeah. uh, yeah, I tried to. Uh, I thought, oh, I'll call my mom, catch up with her. No, can't get out. Oh, <laughs> no, can't get out. I'm just glad that the GPS worked. All right, because I might never have made it to Lake Placid. You know, it's so funny that you mentioned that because you said, oh, I'll catch up with mom. That's when I catch up with people, like when I'm on a long drive somewhere. That's that's literally the only chance I have to catch up with anybody anymore. Like, I either catch up with them in Augusta for the basketball tournament, Portland for the basketball tournament, or I'll give them a phone call when I'm on my way somewhere that's going to be longer than 20 minutes or so. Like, that's it. That's the only time I have because other than that, I'm out. Like, thanks. You yeah, know what I, I mean? Even, yeah, I don't even like people that much. So like, if I'm inspired <laughs> with somebody... Then you gotta take advantage of that. You Odds are they're related to me. Just you want know? them to keep yeah. it company. Right. That's yeah. it. <laughs> Odds are they're related to me. That's My daughter like... used to call us when she lived in New York when she was doing the laundry. We yeah. said, "Oh, well, thank you." Yeah, it's great. Yeah, <laughs> just the laundromat. Well, thank you very much. That's funny because when I was in the military on Sundays, I would do laundry, and that's when I would call. I would call mom. And, you know, that's when I'd be reminded. Now I just I randomly do laundry, and I never call her. So that's just how that goes. Um, so Colby seventeen ten and two. This seems yeah. like quite a quite a run to to get to the Frozen Four. I know they had to upset U and E to even get here. How, what was the journey like? I don't think anybody was expecting them to to be in the Frozen Four. No, I don't think they were expecting it. Honestly, um, you know, in January we saw them. They, they 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 had a really good first half of the season. They were averaging at some point like five goals a game before Christmas break. 
they came back in January and they lost six of their first seven games. And they didn't just lose. It wasn't like we lost three to two in overtime to, you know, like a, to a rival like Bowden or, or a powerhouse like Turner. I mean, they just got outplayed. They were giving up four or five goals a night. They couldn't score. Um, I mean, they were horrendous. And I remember watching them thinking, geez, this is awful. Like, they, this is not what they saw coming after last year. And, um, but credit to them, they just kind of, they never, they never gave up. It, it's easy for a hockey team, especially um, when things aren't going well, to kind of fracture and just kind of get to the end of the season. At that point, you've got just over a month. Um, but they didn't, and, and they started to, to figure out some pieces. They changed their defensive system a little bit. They got some guys healthy. That was also a key. And, uh, and their goalie has been, I mean, I think he's the best goalie in Division Three, and I think this weekend he's got a, a golden opportunity to prove it. So, you know, they, yeah, they've, they've, so I think their record is misleading. I think the fact that they're not nationally ranked is, is a bit misleading. Um, you know, Division Three hockey doesn't release any rankings after uh, March 5th, which is when all the conference tournaments wrap up. Uh, so they've gone on the road and beat, uh, at the time, Trinity was ranked number five, beat them for the conference championship at Trinity, went on the road to UNE uh, in the first round of the NCAA tournament, beat them. They were ranked seventh at the time. Then went last week to, to SUNY Geneseo, uh, beat them uh, on the road, again, ranked third in the country at the time. So they've, their pedigree here is pretty good in the last month, and, and so you can be misled by the fact that they're the only unranked team in the Frozen Four um, and that they only have 17 wins. They're the only team that hasn't won at least 20 games this year. But it's a little misleading because, you know, right now they're playing as well as anybody in the country, obviously. You know, because um, I love to say on the air, my, my son went to Wesleyan and my daughter went to Connecticut College. I, I say that quite often, which means I bought a Jeep every year. I just didn't get to drive it. Look, uh, maybe maybe we can hit both of those colleges for sponsorship on this hey, show. Why not? And, they get an image and, and we, much, maybe you can get some of that back, can. you know? But... Uh, but the point being, they've always NESCAC has always fancied themselves as the number the number one D three school athletically. You know, not 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 academically, although they're terrific. But they've always said, you know, we've got a great athletic conference here. And you know what? It's really been proven out these last few years. Yeah, I think it's. I think there. I think the NESCAC uh, hockey wise is entirely overlooked uh, by the rest of the country. Um, I think you've got schools, and I think you know two of them here this weekend in in St. Norbert, and well, I, I, three of them really, Salve, Regina, and uh, Wisconsin Stevens Point. Um, they might be perennial powerhouses, and, and you know you don't want to take anything away from those teams individually, but the back half of those conferences are pretty weak. There's a lot of bad teams that they're playing where they are winning eight to nothing every night, and if you look at the NESCAC, um you know Bowden, Bowden and Middlebury. The two worst teams in the league this year, and and Colby lost to Middlebury at one point in the middle of the season. So it's every night in that league, those teams are all pretty evenly matched. They're really good. Uh, there's really good goaltending in that league. Um, there's really good hockey players in that league, and, and I think I think it gets overlooked nationally. I think people elsewhere um, would say Colby College in the Frozen Four. How the heck did they ever get here? But I think one of the things that again, as bad as they were in January. And as good as they've been in the last five weeks, uh, part of that comes from every night in that league, you've got to play your A game. And if you don't, you're going to get beat. And I don't think you can say that about other conferences. I can't remember if it was a year ago or two years ago because time flies and I'm having fun. But uh, Mike Haley and myself and another guy, we went to uh, Lewiston to the Collie Say. It was the Division Three 
I don't think it yeah. was a national championship. Was it yeah, it was. Yeah, Frozen Four was at the It was the Frozen Four. Okay, and I yeah. saw the opening round, the doubleheader, semifinals. It was great hockey. Yeah. I mean, I was really impressed. Uh, Suni Genesco was in it, as always. And, uh, yeah, it was great hockey. Yeah, it's fantastic hockey. I think um, I talked to, to Jack Parker, name drop, um, this week <laughs> for the story about uh, Smooth. <laughs> that was really smooth. Well, I hate, God, I hate doing that. Um, but I talked to him about the story I did on Blaze McDonald, the Colby head coach this week. And uh, he's won, I don't know if you've heard, but he's won a lot of games. Like, in 40 years, he won, like, I don't know, 897 hockey games. Um, and he won a bunch of national championships. He knows hockey. And, and he was very clear about that um, hockey people know it, but the general sports fan might not realize that Division One and Division Three hockey, there's not a lot of drop-off. There, there's more depth at Division One. There's more blue talent. There's more skill, uh, probably more depth on those rosters. But Division Three hockey might be the closest. Um, of all the sports, it might be the closest to the division to its Division One cousin, and and I do think that's overlooked. I I've always enjoyed um, covering Division Three hockey. I just think the quality of the game is really really good, and I think you make a mistake if you watch high school hockey um, in in New England and you watch that and think, eh, I'm, I'm sure I'm sure Division Three hockey is just a little better than that. It, it's a lot better than that. It's a, it's an entirely different game. The kids are big, they're strong, they're fast, and they can all play. That's why they're there. What was the uh, when you get to talk to Jack Kelly? Sound to me like he's pretty sharp at ninety. Like uh, oh, oh, I, I feel yeah. like he's forgotten a little bit more about hockey than you and I probably know. Combined, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Times six, yes. Yeah, he, uh, he Jack Kelly was oh man, fantastic. Just. Um, yeah, you, it's funny. I got off the phone and I said to my wife, "I said you, you would never know that that man was going to turn ninety-one this summer. He he is on it, and he he is still just in love with Colby hockey. I mean, he watches all their games on the web. Um, he, he was telling me that uh, after they won the national quarterfinal against Geneseo last week, he called Blaze and, and entirely broke down the third period and uh, relayed the story to to Blaze yesterday after their practice here in Lake Placid, and he said, yeah, he was telling me things that I hadn't even seen on the film. So, uh, yeah, he's uh, he's amazing. He was just, uh, he's an absolute treasure in hockey in New England, and um, I-, I was really glad I got a chance to talk to him. Just a, what a fantastic guy. Talking with Travis Barrett from CentralMaine.com. What are, uh, what, so this team, like, did any, you know, they're obviously not like the 2004 uh, Red Sox. They're obviously not doing shots of Jack before they go out um, in, in play. So that's nice. No, they're taking their midterm exams. They're taking their... Oh, that's even better. That's great. Holy crap. Like, yeah. What? Welcome to Colby. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the glorious life of a student athlete. You know, that's strange. Yeah. I feel like they don't do that at North Carolina and Louisville. You know, I feel like those yeah, places yeah. don't have that going I, I'm on. pretty sure they're not doing that at, uh, at Wisconsin Stevens Point either. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just for the record. Uh, so, Blaze McDonald, uh, Coach of the Year this year. Yes, yeah. Um, and he was surprised by that. I, I think I probably was a little surprised. I mean, how can you not be? They only won seventeen games, um, finished sixth in their league. But I think for me, with Blaze, and um, I was saying this to somebody the other day, that if you look at the last two seasons, which begin, so this is his sixth season at Colby. And uh, last year was his first full year. That was the first year all four classes 
had been recruited by by Blaze and assistant coach Chris Hall, and so that was that was their team finally. And I last year they came within a point or two of winning the league title outright, hosted a home game for the first time in nine years, and got bounced in the quarterfinals. Played a really good game against Wesley, as a matter of fact, and um, just for whatever reason couldn't find a goal to win the game. So that was a really disappointing end to last year. And then you look at this year's team running to the Frozen Four. I don't think it's a fluke. I think I think Colby Hockey is going to be really good for a while because I think Blaze finally has the, the kind of kids in there um, that he knows um, can play the game he wants to play, can adapt to things. Um, obviously, Colby kids. I mean, they're one of the challenges of, of recruiting a Colby is you have to meet the academic requirements. This is not a oh we'll just get that kid in because he's a six foot four, one hundred twenty five pound defenseman. It's okay if he's never taken an SAT in his life. Um, no, they have to. They, you got to meet certain criteria there. So I think it's tricky to recruit some of those kids. But I think um, Blaze and, and Chris, in particular, have done a really good job doing that. And I think he's he's finally, right now, got the program the way he wants it. And and I think the results are. Um, I thought they'd be good with him there, but I think what we've seen in the last two years is they're a lot better than good. And I think they're going to be for a while. I, I think if you break down this team as as it is now. Uh, they've got some freshmen and sophomores who are going to have really, really good careers at Foley College. So, d- does that mean BC and BU are going to be on the schedule again, like they were, you know, way back in the day? Is that... well, that's what Jack Kelly wants. Jack <laughs> Kelly said he was going to tell Blaze that uh, now that they've done this, that, that he expects to see those Division One schools back on the schedule. I'm going to, I'm going to guess that's not going to happen. I probably going way out on a limb there, and uh, <laughs> suggesting that hockey yeah. schools aren't going to come play a NESCAC school. But hey, you never know. <laughs> <laughs> I feel well. I don't know. Making that trip to Aganis isn't bad, you know. I've been there a couple of times for hockey. It's also it's yeah. a pretty swell wrestling venue too. I went down and saw NXT down there a couple of years ago. That was wow. Cool. There you go. Yeah, there you go. That was good. Um, I, I think they'd probably be a more reasonable trip for them to go up to the other Alphon, to go up to Alphon Arena. I mean, what's that? An hour from? Yeah, that, that might be a more. I think they could swing that. You know. Yeah, yeah. They could probably beat them. Jeez, them. That's a whole nother rant. Yeah, forget it. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember in thinking about hockey. Uh, I, I told Maddie my daughter played uh, field hockey and ice hockey. Now, in field hockey, you played your last regular season game on a Saturday. And then you went in and looked at the at your computer and figured out where you finished and where everybody else finished. And that told you where you were playing Sunday in the first round of the playoffs. And so wow. you, if you were home, great. If you had played on the road, and you might stay on the road and go to another place, so you had to pack for a couple days. Do they do the same thing in hockey? No, no, not for sure not. Um, it's pretty well, um, it, especially with, with, with hockey, it's pretty well, um, it's a week-to-week kind of deal. Uh, at all levels of college hockey, there's, there's not many midweek games. They're very rare. Um, you might get them in the middle of the season against non-conference teams. But um, the NESCAC schedule, Coley, is, the NESCAC schedule, you got your travel partner. So, like, Coley and Bowden, they'll travel to New York together, and they'll alternate days. So what happens is you play 7 o'clock on Friday night at one school, and then, for example, you might play 7 o'clock on Friday night at Trinity, and then uh, Saturday afternoon at 3, you'll play at, at Connecticut College. And that's kind of, that's pretty much the, the NESCAC mold right there. And then, so when they get to the playoffs, it's like anything, it's... um. You know, eight teams out of ten make the playoffs. So you have your quarterfinals, and the next weekend is the semifinals and the finals, all in, in one site. Talking with Travis Barrett from CentralMaine.com. 
This uh, this looks like it could. So what what happens if they they beat Saint Norbert? Like, what's the plan there? Like, they play again Monday. Is this a Saturday thing? Tomorrow? Yeah, no, no. It's so it is tomorrow. And then they play tomorrow. Yeah. Whew. So I think I, I'll I'll do you one better. I, I think if they beat Saint Norbert tonight, they're going to win the national championship because I think um, I think the best teams in the tournament are playing tonight. I hopefully in Saint Norbert are the two best teams right now. Um, they, and in fact, they have the two longest active unbeaten streaks in the nation at either Division One or Division Three. Uh, St. Norbert's won 10 in a row, and Colby, as you mentioned in the intro, they're, what, 7-0-2 in their last nine. I think the longest active winning season won at the end of the season was like Princeton or something. They're already now. So I think tonight, I think tonight, Tina wins tonight, I think wins the national championship tomorrow. Really going out on a limb there, it sounds like. Really, really yeah. jumping yeah. right yeah. out there. That's fine, though. That happens. That's good. What, uh, how much... Yeah. How much Lake Placid stuff is out there? Like, is that like a like when I go to Montreal, for example, when I used to go out there for Expos games, you could go and you could basically make a trip just touring the 1976 Olympic stuff that's out there. You know what I mean? And the 76 yeah. Olympics weren't even that great. Um, the Lake Placid <laughs> Olympics, you know, were, were pretty solid. There were some things that happened, and I figure like the hockey I stuff, there, there must be a few things yeah. going on. Oh it, well, yeah, the whole town is really um, it's it's a it's a fascinating little march back in time um the layout of the town it's a little crooked in spots you know you can tell where stuff was added four years ago it's not just one main drag through town um but um i was explaining to someone last night that in some ways it reminds me uh, stay with me on this it reminds me of freeport a little bit in that it's all kind of these quirky little shops um maybe more bar harbor than freeport but it's but it's bigger so, you know, you've got, you've got a lot more, it takes a lot longer to walk it, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Um, everywhere you go, there's an Olympic training center for something. Uh, there are tours inside um, the Olympic center, which is where Herb Brooks Arena is, um, you know, every day. In fact, yesterday I get here and I'm waiting for, waiting in a hallway for my, for the media credential people to get there. And uh, this, old, this older gentleman comes over. He's wearing a suit, a tweed jacket. He looks like he's right out of, like, a, you know, just walked off college campus. He's like, are you waiting for me? And I was like, I don't know. Who are you? And he said, are you waiting for the tour? Like, no, I'm not <laughs> waiting for the tour. So they, they're giving, they get tours in there. Um, every, I mean, I, you pull into town, and the first thing that I noticed is the giant ski jump training facility. And I thought to myself, you've got to be certifiably insane to even want to stand on the top of that thing, let alone take a pair of skis down it. So you are, in a long answer to your very simple question, surrounded by the Olympics and Olympic history, particularly in this town. It's amazing. You really, I, I really need to get you in studio at some point. I feel like you're pent up. Like I feel like there's, <laughs> I feel like there's stuff that you just need to let go of, and and it would probably be good for you to be down here on the regular. I'm thinking. There's a lot of stuff that I, um, yes. Uh, <laughs> how's that? How's that? I feel very, very confident in, in that aspect of things. Uh, you missed that opportunity, though, man. Like, that's that's how, like, kids' movies start. Like, oh, are you here for the tour? Oh, no, I'm not here for the tour. Oh, shit, I'll take the tour. I guess I got a little time. You know, you take the tour. You go to some magical place. There's probably, yeah, like, a Lake Placid nice Narnia there, and you totally missed it, out. you know? Sandworms are chasing you down. I don't think I want any part of that. Yeah. <laughs> They make horror movies like that, also. <laughs> well, I don't yeah, know. Maybe, exactly. maybe, maybe yeah, there's some yeah, secret I room. Movies too, Matt. 
You know, maybe this, you know, I was thinking maybe there's some secret compartment that brings you back in time and you can watch the, you know, the, the four to three win over the Russians, you know, that's, that's what I'm thinking, you know, maybe something like that, you know, maybe see a young Al Michaels in his tweed jacket. Clearly you have a more positive outlook on what could happen in life than I do. I'm not taking that tour. I'm I'm absolutely not taking the tour. (laughs) (laughs) I'm really disappointed now. That would be, you know, I'm going to call Bill. I'm going to be like, Bill, listen, can you get him to maybe do a story on the tour of Lake Placid and just take take us us through it? You know, maybe do some live shots or something like that. That would be. Because we know, Mr. I've got work to do. Very important. Yeah. What uh, what can we expect for coverage out there outside of, you know, I assume you'll be doing the tweeting and stuff and letting us know and then writing stories, but... Uh, you Maybe. Know. I don't know. There's, there's some good brew pubs around here. I might not even go to the tonight. <laughs> I told the boss. Just let it go, right? Yeah. I said, I'm pretty sure the drive over here was an entire work shift. I'm out. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, com sports, we've got, obviously, we've got a ton of coverage, feature stories. Uh, on our Facebook page, it's uh, facebook.com slash sports. Uh, we've got live um, Facebook live video uh, from practices, and today they're having a more, they're going to have a quote unquote morning skate at eleven forty five. We'll go over and get the video after that. Uh, we're going to do on the Facebook page a live Q and A this afternoon at like one thirty or something. So we've got we got a lot of stuff. We've got a lot of stuff, but and I would encourage people to check it out and tell us you like it. All right. Well, Travis, no, if you don't like it, I don't care. Yeah, that's fine. Too. Either way, you know, as long as as long as someone's happy, you know, or yeah. someone's saying something, it means someone's reading, right? You know, that's yeah, what matters. Right. I, it, I don't know if you guys have heard the newspaper industry is, uh, you know, we're struggling to stay alive. So I, whatever it takes, right? Right. <laughs> that's what they. That's what they. That's what they tell us, anyways. That's what they. That's what, that's they, what they hear. Us. So Kelly's living in Venice, Florida now, and now he he's able to watch the he's able to watch a live stream. People like you know a lot of people tend to struggle like watching live streams because they just can't throw it on TV. So I'm glad that yeah, I know what, I, I know what you're saying, um, I, but I have a feeling that Jack has some pretty good connections. I have a feeling he's watching that game on a big screen TV. Um, but yeah, it's uh, that, I think it's one of the great things about if you're passionate about division hockey, and God knows there are people who are. I went out for dinner last night at 9 o'clock by myself, um, went to a little brew pub that was highly recommended. This guy from Utica College, Utica College fan, diehard, starts chewing my ear about how, how awful it was that Utica got screwed out of an appearance in the NCAA tournament. I was like, that's college hockey fan at this level, right? Like, <laughs> let it go, dude. It was a month ago. But anyway. Um, so Still well, wound I up. think one of the great things about that you can follow all these games, you know, every Division three games, I feel like, is pretty um, the best way to watch, uh, yeah, and a shameless plug if you want to watch um, tonight's game at 6.30, uh, I'd say the easiest way to go is just go to uh, gocolbymules.com and, uh, you know, check, click on their schedule and it's got a link right there. I think it's way easier to go to the NCAA, which is a shocker to everybody I know that the NCAA can get bogged down on their website. I'm I'm surprised that the NCA would make it confusing to find because I mean I'm, yeah right I know I'm used to you know I'm used to working with with organizations and companies that that make this stuff so easy to find that the same people come up to me each year year in and year out and say hey where can I find these games again so you know it's I it's really surprising to me that, yeah it is you know it is. such a forward thinking organization yes they are but I, but you're right I think. Um I think Jack Kelly, again, he had a great story about someone that um, said <laughs> he had a great line about, 
I said, do you get to Colby at all? He's like, are you kidding me? I get exhausted just putting my clothes on and going out to the car. So, <laughs> I'm in the water in a while. But, uh, yeah. It was great. It was great. I so feel like there's a lot. I feel like there was a lot of stuff there that like got left on the cutting room floor. Oh, um, yeah, maybe one or two lines. I don't know. I'd have to go back and look. <laughs> yeah, he was. He's just. He's fantastic. I mean, there's so many things. You know, there's. I thought one of the, the the most interesting parts of talking to to Jack, and for people who don't know, right, he's in the U.S. Hockey Hall of Fame. He won a. WHA title as the coach of the old New England Whalers. He he went to Boston University when Massachusetts. He went to uh, the, the Penguins and the and the Red Wings and worked in their front offices. I mean, this is a guy that has done everything there is to do in the game. And he even played for the U.S. team in 1948-49. So, um, but he still sits and watches Colby hockey. And the other day, we're talking about the history of it, and then he just goes into. Like completely breaking down everything that happened in the third period of their quarterfinal game against Geneseo. Like right down to well, when they scored that goal, Blaze called timeout, and I'm thinking they got to do like wow, like wow. I mean, he's fantastic. Yeah, you could you could probably write four or five stories off of. Well, I couldn't. I'm not really capable of pulling that much work together. But you could write four or five stories off the stories that Jack told me on the phone the other day. You know, one thing I did want to mention on that too that I found really interesting. He said that the the uh, the two one victory that he watched was the only time in all his years that he'd ever saw a goal goal in in the last second. I found that amazing. Like, I guess yeah, there really aren't a lot of buzzer beaters in hockey. No, there, there's not, and it's, it's, it's so true. And I had this conversation with somebody the other night at the office about um, about overtime and and the, the emotion of a sudden death overtime, and and I still feel like. If you're invested, right? I think if you're not invested, um, I can understand where you can make an argument that nobody really cares. But if you're invested, to me, college hockey overtime trumps the Stanley Cup playoffs, you know, tenfold. Because Game 7 situations aside in professional hockey, if you lose in overtime, all right, you know what? It's not the end of the world. We'll get them tomorrow. I understand you want to win. I understand every, every goal, every playoff win is is immense for those teams. But in college hockey, there are no series when you get to the NCAA tournament um, or when you get to championship games. It's, it's, if you get to overtime, this is it, man. This is your season right here. And I feel like so what happens in overtime is as a fan, you watch and you're up and down and your stomach is knocked and you just you almost feel like you can't breathe. You're up, you're down, you're yelling at nobody. I mean, your wife's looking at you like, what is the matter with you right now? And then the goal scores. And it's like this weird millisecond of like dead air in space. As your brain registers, like it's over. Either you won or you lost. But I just find that whole and so it's not a buzzer beater, right? It's a moment that that uh, wins a championship or wins a, wins a hockey game or loses a hockey game and loses a championship. And it's not it's not the same as a buzzer beater. It's not to me. It's not even the same as a walk off home run because it's. You know, where baseball is, okay, pitcher sets, gets behind. You, so everybody's anticipating that second or two of, of action. Here it comes. In hockey, sometimes those goals come out of nowhere. It's the most, it's a, it's a really unique sports experience. He is Travis Barrett. You can catch him at centermain.com. Follow him on Twitter, tbarrettgwc, for all the action this weekend from Lake Placid. Tonight, Colby will be in action against St. Norbert. If they win, they'll play again tomorrow night. 
Travis, thank you very much for joining us this morning. Thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it. It was a good time. I feel like I got some therapy. That's, good. That's, that's, what, that's what we do. I'll, I'll send you a bill. Do you want me to just send the invoice to, to the KJ? Or, I uh, mean, send just, it right to, yeah, send it right to Bill. Send I figure, right I to, assume to it's just going to be a reimbursement thing, so that'll yep. be fine. That's good. Yeah, perfect. All right, man. Yeah, have fun out there. Care. Have a safe trip back. Thanks, guys. Thanks. See you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. That was Travis Barrett from Central Maine, centralmaine.com. More around the corner and the Unified Basketball Championship game coming up, too. It's Beelis Daily from the Spectrum Healthcare Partner Studios across the NBR Radio Network.